Welcome to the podcast. Three, 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 three uncles. Three, 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 three uncles in a basement. Three uncles in the basement podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Uncles in a Basement. I'm Bindi, and with me today I have my sister Simeon. Sim, say hi. Hi everyone. So we're super excited to do this episode. We're going to be primarily uh, focused on wedding planning today. So we'll talk about tips of wedding planning. Uh, This is because Sim has just got married. I think it's been six months now, right? Yep, exactly six months and one week now. Oh, it's like a whole countdown. (laughs) Um, So given that she just went through the entire wedding planning process and I'm planning my wedding right now, which is later this year, we just thought it'd be fitting to do a whole episode focused on wedding planning and then time permitting, we're going to talk a bit about marriage as well. So jumping into it, um, I guess first thing which would be helpful, Sim, is can you kind of describe how you went about planning your own wedding? Like what did you do? What tools did you use? So for the wedding planning process, I think it's ideal to take a full year to plan it out. And what I did use was two wedding planners that I ordered and Tie the Knot app. So comparing all three, I would actually recommend the Tie the Knot app, which is free. And it's an app on your phone that you can download and it does a countdown for you, which is super cute. And you can enter your wedding date and it'll tell you how many days are coming up till your wedding. And you can even use the budgeter section, which lets you put in how much of the total cost for each vendor is that you need to pay. And also how much the deposit that you actually paid is. You can enter all the dates that the payments are due because vendors usually have multiple payments that you need to make to them throughout the year. And you can even section out a to-do list on that app where it can t- you can categorize which month you need to do what. So five months leading up to the med- wedding, what are the tasks you need to do? And the actual wedding planning books that I used, the physical books that I ordered was the Core Decor book, which was around $30. And it had checklists in it and comparison templates where you can call, like write down the information of comparing vendor one, two, three for each category, such as photography, videography, makeup artist, decor. And I used the Gurkiran book, which was around $150. It also had checklist as well as uh, different comparison guides. It even listed what you should take to the shogun, what you should take to the engagement, such as how many fruits and nuts are usually in each basket, which everyone was also worried about during my wedding, <laughs> which I never knew was a concern. And like, so both of those wedding planners were like Punjabi wedding planners, right? Like, yeah. yeah, so each of them were Punjabi. The Gurkiran book was around $150 and it was from the UK. And the Core Decor book was from BC and it was around $30. But the Tie the Knot app, which was absolutely free, was the one that actually ended up using the most because the physical wedding planners, you're just writing in them. So they're more so to be used if you just wanted to, I guess, for Instagram purposes, (laughs) especially the Core core, core, Gurkiran book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It actually personalizes your name. So I wrote our wedding date, our name, our hashtag, and she put it on the cover. So it's more... I guess for like it's just cute Instagram, to have. it's cute to yeah. have. It's cute to keep as a memory afterwards. But are you gonna go in and write every single thing you did? Like, say you bought something. Are you gonna go in to the book and write down, "I bought this hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I bought this jewelry." Now, like, no, it's very inconvenient to carry and it's it around. Like so manual, whereas the app, like when you're doing all the budgeting and the numbers it's calculating things for you right like yeah this is is... how much you spend this is your remainder budget you can't get that with like writing stuff out it's not going to do it for you you'd have to do your own calculations like yeah and even now recommending the app to you my sister so that's what I showed her and if she asked me any cost of how much did this cost I can actually just go on my phone I still have the app and I can see exactly what I paid for what yeah 
And I think you were saying with the payments to the vendors, like, would it give you like reminders, like you get a notification? You can turn on the notification feature. I didn't, but that's a very helpful feature. I also used my own notifications on like your own phone calendar with alerts leading up to one week in advance for when I need to make a payment because I realized that, oh, I need to go to the bank and get cash and or whatever method of payment you're making the payment in. So using your own phone with alerts was very helpful. Another one was the day of itinerary template. So that I... All the vendors will ask you for it. Your photographer will ask you for it. The DJ will ask you for it. So for that, I actually asked them to send me a sample template. So my DJ sent me a sample day of itinerary template for the reception. And I got one from the videographer and photographer for wedding day. Just to see what a sample one looks like. And then you just build your own on Excel using their sample version. Yeah, and I I think that's something that a lot of people don't actually even realize is like for your reception, you need to have an itinerary of like, we enter at this time, then these are the different entrances. This is a song you play with each entrance, then speeches or cake cutting. Like there, someone has to actually say like the order of these things or else no one's going to know. And timing as well. I remember we were really worried about, oh, how long does it take someone if they're entering the banquet hall to enter when their name is announced, do a little dance, and then also sit down. So yeah. we timed it out at other people's weddings we went to. And we also asked the videographer and photographer and DJ the recommended amount that we should leave. And I think it was around a minute exactly for each person. Okay, so like a minute to like enter, dance a bit, and then like exit yeah. kind of thing. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, For wedding planning, the first thing that I did was actually create a list of all the vendors that I wanted to contact and compare. And I just sent them emails or on Instagram, you can actually just DM some of the people and they're okay with DMs to tell you the pricing. And I didn't go in person to compare like even the wedding lingo. I just went online and I emailed everyone. I emailed well-groomed. Sia Importer, mm-hmm. uh, Chandan Fashion, we did have to go in. So some vendors aren't available to give you pricing through email. And you have to book a consultation, which I found annoying. Yeah. But yeah. for your wedding lingo, you knew exactly what you wanted, right? So you had the picture, you could just send it out. Yeah. yeah. So I had a vision. So I would say use Instagram and Pinterest for visions. and Like TikTok inspo. Well. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And save all the inspiration pictures. And the Tie the Knot app actually lets you, it has an inspiration section. So you can use all those pictures and put them in the inspiration section. So you have everything in one spot. Yeah. I mean, the Tie the Knot app should have sponsored us at this point. Yeah. We're like mentioning them. Uh, <laughs> then the other thing was I used Instagram to compare the vendor's work. So whether it's photography, videography, I would watch their videos, see what their work is. MUAs, I would see um, like what was the past brides that they did? What was the quality of the work? Because I remember there was one. Um, so the main ones in Brampton right now are... Beauty by Beau and Abria Khan, which are the two best ones. And there's Lausanne Brides. And there's a couple other ones like Glam by Gilly that are really famous. But you can see if you go onto their Instagram page that Glam by Gilly, she doesn't have that many brides. She does her own makeup, makeup to usually, herself. Yeah. So I wanted someone where they did have a lot of brides that they worked on. And I knew that um, from looking at Beauty by Beau, like... She was amazing on all her work yeah. that she did. And she's able to She's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's what I wanted to. Like that would have been my first pick. But she was booked for my wedding date. And then Abria Khan was also booked for my wedding date. So yeah, it's yeah. really hard to get. So that's why I think when you're wedding planning, you should start at least a year in advance and email the photographers, videographers, or MUAs, like whoever your dream people are your dream vendors email them first right away and also the venues 
Yeah, so if you have like at least a year, that'd be ideal because otherwise anything less than a year, like all the vendors get booked up usually. Yeah. And I think the three main things is like one, your MUA, second, your videographer, photographer, and like third, your decor. Those are probably like the three main would, things to book first, I would say. I would add in one more actually. Before any of those, you have to do the godwara and your okay, reception yeah. hall <laughs> yeah okay fine that's true if you can't book your godwara and reception hall those your days, date isn't confirmed yeah. yeah okay pointless true. to email anyone else until you do those two yeah that's fair you need to like have those confirmed yeah, yeah. and even though it's hard uh it, in an ideal world you would want your pre-event dates set up before too so if yeah. you're having a big engagement on a weekday if you're having um the maya and jago on the weekday as well it's easier when you have the date set because or else you're looking the same mua isn't going to take you during a weekday if you message them six months later saying oh now we got the date of our engagement like no beauty by view is not going to be available if you do exactly when you're doing like add-on things that's true and for you especially it was because like your engagement was like on the Monday and the wedding was like on the Saturday. Yeah, so everything was, <laughs> it was on a the lot. same week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, so did you find the actual process, like were you stressed while planning or were you like, what were like, what were the major like pain points, I guess? For me, it wasn't stressful planning. Uh, we did have difficulty in choosing the date i remember because we wanted october 1st uh, because it was a long weekend and everyone would be off on the monday for the party so everyone could be relaxed and come to the reception and not have to take like the monday off yeah, yeah and actually enjoy themselves and not rush back um but the parents wanted october 8th yeah oh sorry yeah I mixed it up. We wanted October eighth. <laughs> yeah, so we wanted October eighth, yeah, which was sense. the the long weekend. The long that weekend. was the long weekend. Yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. long weekend. And the parents wanted one week earlier, which was October first. So we ended up getting married October first instead, and let the parents' wishes come true. Which is so annoying because it's like at the end of the day, it's your wedding. Like you should get to pick, but like it's yeah. always same thing happened with me. It was like the parents wanted a different date, so that's what we had to go with. Yeah, I think in a indian brown family you do have to take everyone's opinion yeah, everyone's and like opinion everyone has to say so yeah and compromise on that like in our house they even get concerned about my brother's school which oh yeah we need to work around not, yeah. and he's like as you guys know like if you listen to previous episodes so Roger is 16 and like it's a high school. It's not a big, it was, he was in grade 10 at that point, like grade 10, who cares about grade 10? And we had to virtual school and he does home. virtual school from home, but we had to work around his schedule because, you know, he was the most important guest at, at the Sims wedding. Um, and then we literally had to do Sims Maya while it was lunchtime for Roger to make it convenient for him. Yeah. So I think in our family, they don't ask the bride or like the grooms what is your schedule for ours specifically our family they wanted yeah everyone else's opinion in the family and their schedule and work around that yeah like same thing for mine it was like oh can roger be free at this time and like that was yeah so ridiculous um but i would say that so you were asking if it was stressful so planning part no wasn't that stressful i took the full year to plan it out and i did it slowly like i emailed all the vendors got back the pricing went in to actually book and sign the contracts with my now husband sunny and it was pretty easy going we went on the weekends and everyone was really flexible but I would say the part that was difficult and stressful would be family expectations and visions of the whole family. Yeah. Especially when they're trying to live vicariously through you. (laughs) And pretending it's their wedding and not yours. (laughs) Yeah. So specifically my mom, she did want to live vicariously through me and now probably through Bindi's Through me too. Yeah. Yeah. So she had... (laughs) 
so she had certain expectations she even controlled who exactly the bridesmaids were she wanted to control yeah she that. wanted to say so in the bridesmaids which was ridiculous yeah. it's like it's not your wedding that was a bit much so yeah. i guess it's an indian culture where she didn't want to appear it was more for perception she didn't want to appear as if she didn't allow her brothers daughters to be bridesmaids yeah like she was so she like normally bridesmaids are people that you're the closest with right like it could yeah. be friends family whatever like my mom saw it more as like certain relatives like have to be part of the bridesmaid grouping even if we don't actually know them or talk to them which is a bit ridiculous yeah so she thought she would be the one selecting them she even wanted an opinion on the outfits where the out- bridesmaid outfits were made yeah yeah oh she wanted to pay for the bridesmaid outfits but then got angry <laughs> when those when she had to pay for them um she yeah but it's like she chose she said yeah. she wanted to it was like then no one told you to do this that was your own doing yeah everyone was willing to pay for their own outfits, outfits yeah but she wanted to take it on herself but and then, then got upset yeah, that she then, took it on herself. And get angry when certain bridesmaids did not fit into their outfits or... Or like even like some bridesmaids complained about the look of the outfit, which also mom was angry about. So. Yeah. And there's certain life events that you can't control. Like say one of the bridesmaids gets pregnant and can't... Fit into her, fit outfit. Into her outfit. That's not her... Like, like she didn't yeah. know she was going to get pregnant. Like was... So I was happy... For whoever could wear the outfit, whoever couldn't, I said like it was it's up not a to big everyone deal. else. Yeah, it's not yeah. a big deal. I just wanted at least my two sisters to wear the bridesmaid yeah. outfit or be matching. I even said like if you don't like the outfit, you guys can wear a different outfit, but just be matching. But I feel like once the outfit is made, everyone just needs to shut up and wear it. Like if you can't fit, that's fine. Like then yeah. you can wear something else. But otherwise, like it's made to your size. Just like suck it up and wear it it's not your wedding slash no one's looking at you yeah. like honestly i realized at your wedding at like people are gonna look at the bride and groom other than that no one knows like no one cares what you wear you can be dressed like shit like no one's even yeah. gonna notice because you're not central you're not important that day like it doesn't matter what you wear yeah that's true yeah the other thing that they controlled, which kind of was stressful, was the guest list. It ended up being 300 guests, and we had oh God, no yeah. say in that and <laughs> yeah. control it. A lot of it was extended relatives, my parents' co-workers, their friends, their family friends. Even our neighbor showed up, I remember, <laughs> to each of which is annoying, especially when you're trying to keep things like more on the intimate side and you just want close family there. But it slowly, like the guest list, I feel like for your wedding just like grew and grew and they just wanted to add people that were even, that were even like closely related. Like it was just a, like some random sometimes. Yeah. And when you're paying per person for the reception seats yeah. and everything adds up. And I feel like a lot of those people we didn't even know. I had to go around. My mom took me around on the reception day to introduce me to her co-workers. And yeah. these are people that I'm seeing for the first time. And I don't even know them. And I think the part that I was actually shocked about was when we watched our reception video. And I see one of my cousins dancing with a group of her friends. friends. So she basically invited her <laughs> friends to the reception who weren't invited because they weren't on the guest list or anything uh, to come and crash the party, I guess, late night. And now in Sim's reception video, it's just like all you see is these bunch of girls dancing. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like That we do not know at all. Yeah, <laughs> just a bunch of randos who like crash the party. Um, and it's so inappropriate. So for my wedding, like I specifically told mom, like you need to speak to that specific cousin who brought all her friends to Sim's reception and tell her you can't do that. Like that's not oh, okay. Well, okay. I told yeah. mom, but I don't know if mom's gonna have a conversation with her. Um, but like you, like that wasn't okay. Yeah, a heads up would have been nice. Nice. Or even asking, like, or hey, even like, can at I least bring can six I bring people? <laughs> okay, yeah. Like if she wanted a plus one, fine. She could have asked. Like, yeah. but like you shouldn't be bringing like six extra randos to like this wedding. It was yeah. just weird. Yeah. Even the entrances, I think, got out of hand due to the parents. Oh that was stressful God. for you. Yeah, that was not even like the entrance were okay, but like remember the announcement last minute where they said, "Oh, 
all the relatives that flew in like we want to acknowledge yeah. them and then so that was like literally when we were at the reception hall they're telling me and i'm like writing down the names on my phone and then i'm saying them and then i messed it up where i started calling like a mama and a chachi together versus mama mommy or whatever yeah i didn't even catch that i didn't the catch it either just her joke caught it but then i was like maybe her joke should have said it because like her Punjabi is better like she would have been probably better to do like those announcements but it was just like so stressful in the moment yeah i agree and they need those entrances are men- but i was telling them to do special mentions instead like yeah. just list the names even the grandparents it's difficult for them to walk in and dance at their age because my grandparents are all in their 80s yeah and they were walking like with canes and stuff so i don't think it was comfortable it's yeah. not i don't think they wanted to have an entrance i think just saying their name and them getting up and acknowledging them would have been enough yeah yeah would have been enough rather than getting them to enter and dance with their canes yeah. but then making sh- other people enter with them like it was so that weird we're not supposed yeah. to enter yeah um yeah so i guess like in hindsight like have a conversation with your parents beforehand of like okay are there what are the entrances and then are there any special mentions like tell me now versus because yeah. i think that's another thing that people forget about yeah then the last thing that i found stressful was which i i guess i kind of became uninvolved in it uh, is the gold and giving and receiving so I took a step back and I decided not to be involved in it. But I know there's a lot of giving and receiving of suits and gold yep. and money and gifts in the wedding. And, and I think that needs to stop. Like, I think our generation is not going to. Yeah. Because yeah. there was this, like, so me and Sam weren't there for it because we, like, went out to get our nails done that time. But there's this whole, like, non-kishak yeah. where they display all the stuff that, oh, this is what I'm giving my daughter. This is what other people are giving my daughter. Something like that. I don't know exactly how it works. But I think it's unnecessary. Like, we should just skip over that. Like, who cares about that? Yeah, and a lot of families have already stopped it, which I only realized when I spoke to so my in-law side, and they didn't. They don't do that. They don't participate in non-kisha because it's an old traditional value that. Oh, like look what I'm giving! Like yeah, yeah. so it's very it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. about showing other people. It's kind of like I guess a show off, like showing other people in front of other relatives what you're giving. And the gold you're giving and receiving. And at the end of the day, no one cares about that. Yeah. Like, so I remember for your wedding when they were planning oh it, we were even saying like, since you were really against the gold, that uh, we actually suggested, why don't you take all of, so my, Simi's gold and... And display it. Display it. it and then Simi can that. take it back. Because I was like, yeah. I literally don't, like, I don't like, I'm not a fan of gold. I don't wear it. I don't want it. So I was like, can we just skip this whole gold giving situation? Um, cause, yeah, it's just unnecessary. Yeah, I was against it, but I feel like I, I think accepted you forced it into a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> I do see the investment value that they're talking about, that it's just going to increase in price. But then it's like, just give it to you and call it a day. Yeah. Don't put it on display, like... Then I thought, why not then give a gold bar? Because the, I don't know why it needs to be in jewelry form then. Especially if you're not going to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't expect you to wear it. Like, you just have to get a bank locker and then. And then store it in there. And then never look at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, that's what happens. So. Yeah. Um, That was annoying. So I think that was, yeah, the stressful parts are just the family expectations but for planning wise i don't find it stressful and i don't really understand why in movies or they act like it's so hard yeah Yeah. there's always a bridezilla like bridezilla in either movies i've seen in real life too some brides do they act like it's like the end of the world and like their their wedding is so like planning the wedding is so stressful and such a burden to take on but i would agree like i don't think it is stressful like I would agree with you I don't think it is stressful like I only had nine months to plan and I feel like I got so much of it done and like literally a month got a lot of things done yeah booking the vendors is the easiest thing um I think the hardest part is 
money so financial situation yeah so Mm -hmm. i would advise everyone to have money saved up before yeah yeah. because it is expensive like anywhere you go about it like it's gonna cost you a lot um and then i think that the portion that takes a lot of time is doing your research like getting pricing from different vendors because you can go and get pricing from endless number of vendors for every single yeah. thing and i think i was telling you about this like i got like pricing from like almost 20 different decor places and Whoa. at some point i was had to tell myself okay stop like enough <laughs> is enough and you have 20 vendors now just pick and like yeah i okay i did not do 20 i think i did maybe four four or five but i so when i was wedding planning i kind of categorized it like what is the quality things that I want to spend the money on and what do I not care about so quality wise I really cared about photography videography like I wanted the best videographer and photographer and over here I know that Cineverse is the most expensive best videographer they're really expensive but I did choose what I believed was the second best in my opinion which was uh, R5 Vibe and that was because they had photography and videography together so their work looked good to me and also it was together so we got sort of a discount in that area and you have to manage your videographer and photographer uh, to work together on the same dates whether it's your issue whether it's your engagement whether it's your wedding day reception so I thought it would be just easier to deal with one person who does both which is very rare actually you can't find a lot of places don't do both it's very few that do and you're right like it's because you had one vendor that's doing both it's so much easier because you just contact one person and then you're like good to go with like the dates or uh timings or whatever and now so for robin and i like we valued photography more than videography so we're going with a cheaper videographer but a more expensive photographer um, otherwise I would have ideally done R5 vibes as well but now we're, we ran into the same issue where we're trying to plan our e-shoot date and so our photographer was available for a certain date and then we went to our videographer and he's like oh I can't do that date so it's like it just adds additional stress of the back and forth uh, whereas if one vendor was doing both it'd be just so much easier to coordinate yeah because now you have to coordinate not only your videographer photographer your makeup artist oh yeah your MUA like yeah. is she available like it's just so many things and for me I actually wanted a rental dress from Athena dress rentals which are those extravagant gowns so that's another vendor if you're renting yeah a dress. like can you get the dress you want on that date right yeah. so and then it's you and your fiance like are you both available can you both get that day off and then throw in the weather. You don't even know. You don't know what the weather is going to be yeah. like. You might have to reschedule. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it, so I didn't realize this beforehand. Like when we booked videographer, photographer, like obviously we gave them the dates of like the wedding and like we confirmed all of that. But we never planned ahead the date of the issue. That was like, oh, we'll plan that later. Like it's included yeah. in the package. But now like I regret it. I should have picked a date earlier because now we were trying to get like either a Friday or Saturday, but there, our videographer in particular was like, I can't do any Friday, Saturday, Sunday from now to the wedding date. So now we had to do some like random day. We're doing a Tuesday, which is annoying because that's now additional day. Like Robin and I have to take off work and we're trying to save our days yeah. for the wedding. Um, so had I known months before, like I would have just chosen a date on a Friday and just secured it. For hours, we didn't get a choice. So I guess it depends on your vendors. Like they said, we can't choose a date until closer to and then we said oh when is closer to and it was i think six months before the wedding where they were like okay now we can choose okay well it was winter so we did have to wait all the way till april is when we started planning for it and then on the may long weekend we got them to do the monday of the may long weekend okay yeah but that was also another thing they don't let you do weekends so for Uh, right because they're so busy on the weekend anyway so you're gonna have to do probably uh, a weekday and it's not only because they're busy our vendors told us that it's because parks so where they're gonna film your issue is mostly parks and the public places that are always going to be busy on the weekends so they said that's why we want a weekday because we need it to be more secluded and makes sense we don't want the public there yeah 
yeah like so our photographer was like even telling us oh like let's create a whatsapp group let's start planning the issue like this is when we first booked him Oh, wow. like back before and i didn't like i created the whatsapp group and then i just ignored it because i was like oh there's so many like there's nine months left to the wedding who cares we can plan this later but then he got so booked up so now it's like before he was chasing me and now i'm chasing him to be like oh give us a date he gave us a date but now i'm gonna have to chase him again to like oh give us like locations or something yeah whereas like i think he was trying to actually be proactive and be like let's plan this ahead of time so it's out of the way and i just thought it was too early so if your photographer or videographer is saying to plan ahead, like just do it so it's done with. Yeah. And then true. at least you have it like locked down and good to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think for that you also need inspiration pictures. So yeah. look at other people's work and take I would just take screenshots of like, oh I liked this pose, I liked this theme. I think that was really mm-hmm. important. And I think what, remember what your um, R5 vibe said to you for the pictures and stuff like, oh, do you want it more dramatic or like airy? Oh, yeah. So like that's something bride should think about like how, what do you want like the tone of the pictures to be like? Yeah, that's true. And they also had recommendations on the home decor. Like there was a golden wall that everyone's using these days as a backdrop. Mm -hmm. And it does cost extra and not every decor person has it. So I had to... Even though we had booked our decor, I had to ask her, like, oh, this is gold wall that we need for the dramatic vibes of the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) do you have it? And she said, luckily, she had just gotten it and it'll be $150 extra for decor. But I said, yeah, like, let's add it on because it was worth it. Yeah. So So I think that's, yeah. yeah. Basically, you have to look at what do you want and what's the quality versus what can you spend what do you not care about the quality on so for me it was decor yeah like the reception decor i felt like every decor person to me looks the same like i didn't find like oh okay yeah i don't know karma design studios is one that stood out because it was ten thousand dollar decor oh my gosh yeah but i didn't want to spend that much so every other decor person to me though looked like okay they could just create the same look yeah and i was okay with going with the cheapest one i found so I got one that was only $1,200 for That's really good because I, I literally asked RSK and they're quoting me like almost double what you got. Yeah. So the prices have gone up too now. Like even like Sims DJ, I was thinking about booking him and now he's like $800 more expensive compared to when she booked. So every, so, and it's literally just been six months like we said. Yeah, like, six months till I got married. But I think the biggest tip there is I locked in the vendor's way back in 2021 yeah yeah so a year before my wedding i locked in the i, I would actually i emailed them in december a lot of them mm-hmm. of 20 was it 2021 right yeah. yeah so i emailed them in december and january is when the prices increase for all the vendors yeah exactly yeah yeah so the biggest tip there is try to lock in your vendors on december of the previous year at least because the following year the prices always increase yeah like that, they always increase that keeps happening it's like the trend to these days um but yeah like for me i guess um like as i mentioned photography was more important than videography so i'm like kind of sacrificing there yeah and then house decor i don't really care about but i care about the reception decor so we did actually two separate vendors so we're going more expensive for the reception decor and cheaper for the house decor so yeah we did have to like kind of prioritize of where what's like most important to us and like that's how we're spending our money basically yeah i think once you know that like what's important to you what's important to your fiance and then spend your money on those vendors and then for everything else, just try to get, like, the cheapest one you can find. Mm-hmm. And maybe speak to a bunch of people. Because I feel like a, some people you hear about from word of mouth. Yeah, than, that's true. Yeah, Like, my mom booked um, this really cheap photographer. Was it videographer? Yeah, oh, videographer, videographer yeah. For, the home. for, like, the pre-events. Yeah. And um, it was really hard to find one. We couldn't find someone that was willing to do yeah yeah just the home events like a low budget video and this person actually did a decent job for his price like he was yeah really i thought cheap. like the compared like for what we were paying we got like a really decent um video and editing and stuff that he did so 
Yeah, his yeah. was in the hundreds, which is really hard to find. Um, yeah. Because I know we're going to go into the cost, but everything else is really expensive. Yeah. Should we get into the cost? Yeah. Yeah. So for the cost, I think I spent about... It was... When I try to put all the outfits in it and all... Everything. So reception, godwara and like so all your vendors all all your outfits yeah all the jewelry yeah 106,000 but that's without me accounting for any of the pre-events oh so that's just strictly wedding reception wedding reception yeah and so that doesn't include like the gold that was given and received Yeah, yeah and it includes my wedding like it also includes my bands so the wedding band yeah, yeah. engagement ring. so anything like wedding related anything wedding related but also related. the honeymoon so 106 oh so how much was the honey how much of that is the honeymoon so the honeymoon is twenty two thousand, and that's because we Damn did bitch. sandals <laughs> antigua which is 11 nights okay and it's a luxury resort so it's a one-time thing and we'll get into the honeymoon section later, I know. But Okay, wait, so if we subtract the honeymoon from your total, so it's eighty four thousand. Yeah. For your wedding. And that includes all the outfits. Yeah. So just keep in mind that doesn't include any of her pre wedding vendors. That's, yeah. That's so pre wedding vendors and also like the cost of everyone coming over to your house to eat every day all the guests yeah like, so it like include any of that so the catering we side. got like the tent for the house yeah it doesn't alcohol for the house we're not counting that because we did we didn't do those calculations yeah but. so we're just counting like the outfits such as the wedding lingo reception lingo photography mua the banquet hall floor wrap the cake, oh my god like, dj there's so many vendors oh my god. yeah so it's a lot of vendors to manage but i feel like if you just do the important ones first like it was it was easy to get the other ones on yeah. the same date after the floor app is what i'm struggling with because they're it's so expensive and it's like something like people are just gonna walk on it and then it goes in the trash like yeah i was even wondering wondering like do we even need this like i actually thought i wasn't gonna get it i was like yeah oh, i'm not gonna get it and then when like someone mentioned like it was a relative that like oh but it makes the hall look so nice then i actually mm-hmm. got into my head and i was like you know what okay it's just another twelve hundred dollars let me just throw it in there and, like, so i've been like asking around it like i don't know if i'm gonna get it for sure but like i feel the same pressure like people are gonna be like oh like what the fuck your hall looks so stupid without a floor wrap you th- um you would think that but then when i look back at like i think what we need to look at is like other people's videos without it like are you fine with that video no. but i don't even remember anyone doing it without it now all you see is the floor wraps <laughs> right like, and then i'm just gonna look stupid if i don't have a floor wrap um but okay the like the average pricing i've been receiving from vendors is 1800 for my floor wrap that's probably the cheapest yeah so i haven't booked anyone but it's ridiculous i don't want to how do i justify that to myself it's been 1800 for like something that people are gonna like walk all over and it's gonna go in the trash I think it depends on, like, okay, if you find a really cute design, that's how I justify it to myself. Look at this cute design. Yeah, I was (laughs) like, like, oh, it's our, like, our names, our wedding day, our hashtag, or, like, um, but now when I look back at it, we even have pictures from the, just the floor wrap with the decor done. Yeah, yeah, And have I ever posted those or used them? No. Oh. But, like, (laughs) ideally I should. Like, I paid for it. You should. That's, like, a lot of money. You should post it. Yeah. But, like. I didn't really. And everyone just danced on it. There's no, like, I don't know. Now when I look at it, like, maybe it would just would have been fine to use regular flooring. Maybe, yeah. I think it depends on the floor. Like, how does it look? If it's dark wood, hardwood, then I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah. But if it looks like that, like, how our house hardwood oh, looks. Oh, okay, then no. Then, no, <laughs> yeah. then you have to cover it Then up. I want to cover it, yeah. <laughs> No, but most halls have the darker wood, right? Like, right, that's yeah. Common. Then yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I might just leave mine. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I think those are optional. Another yeah. thing that I did was optional was the horse-drawn carriage. Because I also had the limo. And oh, then I had the horse-drawn carriage. Yeah, yeah. But it was because someone oh, said, I was doing a okay. fairy tale theme. And someone said to me, 
oh like you guys actually just live 10 minute drive away you can do the horse-drawn carriage other couples can't because they always they live, live so far away yeah yeah, yeah. So far away. that's true so the 10 minute drive from me and my husband's house was a horse-drawn carriage ride of one hour so explain to everyone how that works because people probably don't know like <laughs> so if you um want a horse-drawn carriage so basically the horses are way slower so a mm-hmm. one hour um, horse-drawn carriage ride which is around eighteen hundred dollars was 10 minutes of an actual drive of driving cars yeah so from one place to another and what we like you could do so it was october 1st so it's kind of windy kind yeah it's getting cold so yeah. we could have spent the whole hour taking that whole hour from my house when the <laughs> dolly goes to his house but, but it just wasn't ideal. Like, yeah, it wasn't ideal because of the wind. But also, you have to remember that you're a videographer, photographer. You're paying these people by the hour. Yeah. So these people, you're going to lose a whole hour. Because they're only going to video you. like Usually up until the, you get to the guy's house and then they yeah. kind of cut off. Yeah. And then I thought about, oh no, I do want to see in my video, I want when we enter his house. Like a lot of people have that scene where the mom's like greeting yeah the yeah in and she does the whole milk drinking yeah yeah thing exactly ribbon cutting of entering his house but yeah. i also wanted that part where you do the ring where you guys look for the oh, ring bringing in the, the milk, milk yeah right? that's fun yeah. so yeah. that was a really fun yeah yeah a really fun challenge which i lost by the way but oh it was best whatever it's three. fine yeah. yeah i think you do best out of three right yeah, yeah, yeah best yeah. out of three i mean i won the first one but then i never mm, knew it was just went downhill so I wanted that. So you have to look at what you want versus like, is it worth spending? Yeah, like we could have spent the whole hour, I guess, in the horse-drawn carriage. But in the end, we had to uh, actually get Switch the horses. Out. Yeah. To, yeah, so we only spent maybe two, three minutes on the horse-drawn carriage. And then we stopped at a school and we got them to truck the horses and then go to a school near like near his house yeah and set everything back up we got back into our limo so good we had both yeah because you need it (laughs) yeah and then set the whole horse-drawn carriage back up and then the videographers photographers can film us going on to his street so it was exciting like i was um i thought it like it was a romantic touch and it went with it our was theme. cute it looked yeah, good it yeah like the whole carriage like it looked good yeah um, and i didn't think i don't think any of my cousins or anyone that i've known actually did has yeah carriage. no one's done that so before un- like a little unique touch to our wedding and like that's what the as she mentioned like the videographer picks up so like when she's leaving in the dolly she leaves in the horse-drawn carriage it goes down the street and then they do yeah. the whole switch out, like off street, like on another street. And then when she's coming to his house, it's like the horse is coming down the street. So when you watch the video, it looks like you actually left in the carriage and came in the carriage. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cute. Um, but yeah. So we were going into the cost. Yeah. So I think what we should discuss is wedding langas. So girls' wedding langas are so yeah. ridiculously expensive. They're crazy, and like can overpriced. You ever wear it again? Never, no. you can't. You can't wear that shit again. So what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think f- for the wedding like in particular, it's best to like look around and find the cheapest option. Yeah, definitely. But also depends on your vision. So I had this one picture. Yeah, and I just wanted that exact langa. <laughs> I wanted anyone to remake the langa in the picture that inspiration picture that i had so i emailed that picture to four or five vendors and then yeah uh i got various pricing ranging from three thousand being the cheapest and five thousand being the most expensive so that same picture same langa like well groomed said five thousand chen then fashion said four thousand five hundred but they can make it for a lower quality material yeah um and also they wanted to know exactly what thread i wanted to use yeah it was a bit it was like almost like overwhelming because they're like the fabric the threading the kadai like you can change it to meet your price point but like we don't have that knowledge like how do you want me to tell you what threading to use like it was so so weird they wanted a bridezilla so if you're someone that knows 
like exactly what embroidery you wanted you wanted this color embroidery this with this quality. fabric and stuff yeah. like if you have those particulars you can go to Chandan fashion and they'll, they'll do it for you yeah so they'll handle your crazy like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they will make your dreams come true and if you're someone like me that just saw a picture you just wanted to be created then sia importer actually was the one that i would recommend because i just showed her a picture and she recreated it in that same quality like exactly what you were looking yeah, for exactly what yeah. i was looking for in pure silk which is the highly recommended fabric and it came out perfect she my measurements too like the first time i wore it it was perfect and they were actually really fast on the turnaround so she told me it'll take eight months to make and she was done in like six months yeah it was like yeah. so fast like it was yeah. so like the service was really good i would say and originally when i ordered it it was during covid so i thought like okay she's right it'll probably take eight months or even longer because it's covid so it's better to order it ahead of time and then i was surprised that she did it so fast and the quality was good the look was exactly like the picture and the best part was that see an importer any of your vendors so if you ask them if you can pay cash you don't have to pay taxes yeah so that's a impor very important point uh because it saved me thousands of dollars yeah. i even paid my videographer my photographer in cash yeah. my dj in cash so the more vendors that allow you to pay in cash you'll actually be saving a lot of money because it adds up and it didn't even occur to me until you actually told me so literally all my yeah. vendors anyone before i book them like can you take cash and like because a lot of people are like agreeing to take cash i'm saving quite a bit now which is nice but i wouldn't like it wouldn't have occurred to me like otherwise you're gonna get taxed and like little by little especially like these large amounts like videographer you're paying thousands of thousands of dollars if you got taxed yeah. on that it's gonna it's just gonna be like a lot more so i didn't realize it either no one told me about the tax thing and it just yeah. came into my head i remember when i went to the videographer i was like oh can i pay cash because originally i would have just put it on my credit card i thought they were gonna say no yeah and then somehow i left yeah. out and then i started asking that to everyone yeah so pro tip try to ask your vendors if you can pay cash or even like e-transfer yeah. some has some of them for mine have agreed to e-transfer and they won't tax you so see what you can like get away with yeah e-transfer is the easiest actually yeah anything else about cost you want to cover um i would say the bridal bouquet i don't know if oh, everyone knows that's, that's a waste right dollars yeah. it's so expensive because it's like real flowers that get delivered to you or whatever yeah. it is yeah on the wedding day so it was 300 dollars, and i did bloom and brides which is the most popular in our area and they basically do all the brides i did ask one other vendor which was um i don't remember their name now they were in brampton as well and they were cheaper but the thing was they weren't the communication skills weren't good so they wouldn't get back to me via email properly it, they took months to reply so i was just turned off and i was like you know what i want the best one yeah i'm gonna go with bloom and brides They've i think so like the brides. quality was definitely like really good of your bouquet yeah the quality um, was good but then yeah. in the end it just dried out was left on but the, like the end, table side the only reason i f find like for punjabi brides in particular the bouquet is pointless is because you can't even hold it like when you're walking to the down the aisle for the godwara like and you have to hold like the ramal or what, what is it called i don't know what's called the ramallah sab right? Yeah, yeah right the ramallah sab you're holding and um so you can't really hold your flowers or you can lay them on top of the ramallah sab like, so you're not actually, it's not you walking down the aisle with the bouquet. So I find it pointless. So I'm actually not even going to do flowers because I'm like, what am I going to do with them? Yeah, I don't think anyone would notice because even my bridesmaids had no flowers. And like, it's it's so pointless. Yeah, no one noticed. Day. So, I mean, if you're on a budget, I would just say skip the flowers for the Godwara. They're unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Cost-wise, I also want to point out that the marriage license is $160 and you have to book <sighs> it three months before your wedding. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was $160. Like, why do you have to pay to get married? It's so stupid. Yeah, and you have to make sure you show up to your mar marriage license appointment on time because we were two minutes late. So we were two minutes late 
<laughs> and then we had to get back in line and get a number and we eat all over. And that's, that's like, I think that's Ontario specific. So yeah, when you go there, like you have to be on time. Like I would recommend coming early or us, like as I mentioned, you actually lose your appointment. Yeah. Which I mean, luckily that day, it was a summer weekday, I think. And we didn't have to wait that long again. We only probably had to wait like half an hour, but still like better to be on time, I guess, for your marriage license appointment and yeah, I thought marriage licenses were free, and I thought you just go to the Godor and you what? get married, yeah, and they like, have a why license aren't there. Aren't they free? Like it's so ridiculous. Um. Oh, okay. Wait. The the other thing about costs that I want to talk about was so like as you mentioned, the wedding outfit you're never gonna wear it again, right? You're just gonna store it, and like who cares about it? Yeah, mine's stored. Oh, it's literally right over there <laughs> in <Okay>. a box. <laughs> um. So obviously mine, I'm not really going to ever wear again, but I spent so much money on it, like, because I got, like, a Zari outfit, and I was, like, all captivated by the brand, so I spent, like, a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. Um, but, like, a lot of people, like, I've heard, and I don't know if a lot of people do it, but apparently you can rent wedding outfits, like, that's the thing. And yeah. then some people sell their wedding outfits, like, so my mother-in-law, she said to me, like, yo, you know, you can, like, she wasn't saying to me, like, specifically, but she was like, some girls, like, actually um, just sell their wedding outfit after. And I was actually thinking about that, maybe I just sell mine, because I'm never going to wear it again. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't sell my outfits. I love them. I know I'm not going to wear it again, <sighs> but that yeah. whole, like, I don't know. Like, I, when I got married, I wish my mom had her outfit. Not because I want to wear it again, but, like. I know that so Sunny, my husband's cousin, Ruby, when she got married, she took her mom's wedding outfit and she recreated, like, from the cloth of it, she recreated the skirt to make a leg out of it. that's so cute. So I thought that was cute and she yeah, did it yeah. on her jago night and she wore it. So I think, like, something like that would have been nice because yeah. i haven't seen girls like wear their mom's wedding outfits for like their money or something. Right, like, yeah. So yeah. doing something like recreating it, I know, like, oh. it would look cut of it and the so you're saying you'd want to keep it in case your kid wants to yeah like i wouldn't expect them to wear it like that because the style would change so much but maybe taking the cloth and remaking something out of it that's actually a really good idea yeah i think it has sentimental value no it'd be good yeah and um yeah i don't know just selling it like okay first of all like i don't know it was three thousand dollars then my reception lingo was six thousand dollars but I guess no one's gonna pay that price. Maybe no, yeah, you're gonna have to take less. like a. No one's gonna pay that a deep, much. Deep especially... cut, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but also, it's your okay. wedding outfit. Like okay. maybe ten years down the line, I just want to try it on and be like, "Oh, do I still fit into this?" <laughs> I feel like I would want to oh do that God. stuff like that. Like I someone is just throw an event where all the women just wear their bridal lingos. Like honestly, we need a second wear. <laughs> we need it. This is the. Yeah. Rewear your wedding lingo about it. Seriously, it needs to be out there. So when are we ever going well, to wear it? Well, you wanted to wear Rogers Because mine's not red. I can Maybe I can get away. It's I just mean, extravagant. It's like, yeah. The, to get away with yours, I feel like you would need to go to a really close wedding. Because it's so poofy. Like, yeah. you would need to go to, like... Her Joe's wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wear my wedding up. Yeah. Um... Her Joe was actually, I think she was asking mom of like, where is her wedding outfit or something? And mom said she doesn't have the outfit, but she, she has threw the, it away or something. I she think. has a junior or something somewhere. She never showed it. I think it's in India. She said oh. there's a trunk in India. I don't know if it's a, whatever. Something in India wow. has her Juni and has her Judah in it, she said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely keep like Judah. I kept I mean, my Judah you would keep, yeah. Yeah. I would keep the wedding outfit. I wouldn't resell it. But I know what you mean. Like, we did have... We have one cousin. Do you remember Sapphire? She oh, yeah, said yeah. that she purposely chose her outfits, her wedding and reception outfits, um, to be less fancy so that she can rewear them. Because her yeah. point was she wants to rewear them to another person's wedding. But, like, I don't know. Now that you think of it, what about your engagement, your Maya Lenga? You are going to rewear that. Oh, those for sure. Yeah. Only like one time. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, oh, done. Yeah. everyone's seen this. Now yeah, I'm yeah. going to throw it away. So even though we spent so much and you're thinking of reselling it, I feel like even if you were going to rewear it, you would wear it to like one other person's wedding. And then you'd be like, 
Oh, but now everyone's seen it, so I can't wear yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. That would happen. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why, I don't know, maybe diversify, like wear it to events on your husband's side and then wear it to events on your side. So it's like two different yeah, populations looking at it. Like, yeah, you could do that. Get more wares out of it. Um, so I don't know if we're going to have time to get to the marriage topics. We may have to do a part two, but um, do you want to talk about your honeymoon? Yeah, so the honeymoon was at Sandals Antigua, which is a luxury resort. There's no kids allowed on that resort. Well, for that price, it better be luxury. <laughs> like, and it's twenty two thousand. You get three butlers to tend to all your needs. They also do cute things like bring you breakfast in bed. One of them brought us. <laughs> they set up like beach night. A, Sorry, beach days for you or pool side dates. So every day you tell them like, oh, do you want to go to the beach or do you want to go to the pool? And then they'll set up like a plaque with your name on it and reserve you a spot near the pool. And one time one of our butlers even brought us like two drinks near the pool side or else they already have like waitresses and waiters serving you anyways. Yeah. But it's nice to have like the butlers look out for you. Mm -hmm. And the best food I would say was Eleanor's Steakhouse over there and the Ribs Place, which is okay, Corral. And then like the butlers make the resos for you? Yeah, so they book the reservations for you. They bring you... Like, say you're sweet. So we stayed in a villa for the first night. And the villa's around 2000 grand each night. And then there's also the penthouse suite that we stayed at for the next 10 nights. And that's called the Romeo and Juliet penthouse suite, which was also over a grand each night. But they have, like... So it's all-inclusive, unlimited liquor in your room champagne bottles that the butlers can pop for you so we ran out of things that the butlers can do so we got them to come in chill our champagne and then also pop the champagne port for us uh set up romantic baths for you a bubble bath in your jacuzzi tub which is also in the room or other than making the reservations, they can even walk you to the restaurants if you don't know where they are. Because that resort was pretty big. It had 11 restaurants. And it even had a spa. And we did go to the spa. But I see that it wasn't worth it. Because the massages weren't as good. Um, but maybe that's because like, I'm married to my husband who's a physiotherapist who knows exactly how to properly massage pressure points and that's why everywhere where i go for massages now doesn't seem as good even if it's here in toronto thanks for clarifying that you're married to your husband (laughs) (laughs) what i've known otherwise but yeah um sims husband is a physiotherapist so i feel like when they get massage from other places they judge them (laughs) yeah we do we did go to massage addict in brampton and we did judge them this isn't good enough yeah could do this at home so if you're an rmt out there and you want to apply for a massage therapist position please apply at our clinic oh yeah there is an opening so okay just for context so Sim's husband, Sunny, he is a physiotherapist, and then his sister is a chiropractor, and they have their own clinic here in Brampton, which is called Lacoste Clinic. Rehab. Lacoste Rehab. Yeah. And they have an opening for an RMT, so if you're interested, um, just DM um, the three uncles in the basement Instagram, and we'll hook you up. Not hook you up <laughs> with a job, we'll interview you, we'll obviously. Interview you, and you have to have really good massage skills. Yeah, you're going to have to massage Sim as your pre-employment <laughs> test. <laughs> um wait wait so i know you described your honeymoon and all the different things but like just for context like how many nights did you stay so i stayed 11 nights and that is a long time because a lot of people only go for four to seven nights maximum to their honeymoon yeah but i feel like it was nice that we got to spend 11 (laughs) nights together especially because so my husband got sick right after the reception i think maybe someone had covid at the reception um but he got sick for three to four days and then on the fifth day he felt better so at least half of the honeymoon we got to enjoy it together because 
and then he was just like miserable for the rest yeah he got him cough medicine incapacitated (laughs) yeah the butlers were helpful with that they got him the cough medicine we needed and yeah they were able to help with ice packs after he got a sunburn so (laughs) he just had the worst time (laughs) sick and sunburned (laughs) so the butlers were yeah super helpful but would i spend 22 grand again on a vacation no so i think it's a one it's like a one-time thing thing, for sure because it's a ridiculous amount of money yeah and so did that twenty two thousand? did that include flights yeah so that twenty two thousand includes flights and and the stay to sandals and tiga it's all inclusive so you don't have to pay for anything else so like all the food and drinks are unlimited and you can go to any of the restaurants there you can eat as many times as you want you can get room service which wasn't as good as the restaurants but yeah still good to have that sounds like a good time yeah it was a good time but i definitely wouldn't spend 22 grand yeah ever i mean again who's trying to spend that much it's very ridiculous yeah. <laughs> like that's definitely a one-time thing yeah um okay so we're hitting the one hour mark so i think we might have to save the marriage conversation for part two yeah, so marriage, 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 marriage. <laughs> marriage. And, oh, yeah, okay, well, and tips for marriage and yeah, yeah, how married life is. We'll leave that for part two because, like, since Sim has been married for a few months, I wanted some advice of, like, you know, what it, what it's like being married, like living with your in laws and all of that. So, well, like, stay tuned for part two, we'll do a separate recording. But um, just wrapping up on the wedding planning, any last tips for brides before we close off? I would say, yeah, if you're going to have a full-blown wedding, then make sure you save up for it yourself. Because I feel like if you, I did that, I did have money saved up. But I think if you're waiting on your parents or other people to pay, like your parents or your in-laws, then it's just not realistic yeah mm-hmm. then you have to go around then i feel like it just creates more stress versus yeah. you're easily able to book your own vendors and have your own saying like we want this best f- photographer videographer so we're just gonna do it yeah like, i think yeah. it's fair because then you just get what you want versus compromising like if you're relying on other people's money to fund your wedding yeah. then you're gonna have to adhere to their budget um but like for example if there's like a lingo you fell in love with and you're just gonna pay for it then you can just go buy it but if it's on like mom and dad's money like you're you might you're gonna have to compromise so i would agree with that like have a decent amount of savings to cover the particular items and vendors that you want to cover yeah yeah that's true and then the last one i guess would be if you're ordering your reception lingo or any outfits from india then Make sure you have enough time because what happened oh to me gosh, was yeah. the reception lingo came on the month of the wedding, maybe two weeks or three weeks before the wedding reception. Mm-hmm. And it like the quality wasn't as great because it wasn't made properly and the measurements were off. And then we had to sh- like basically struggle last minute to get a whole reception lingo. And reception lingo is one of your main yeah. events. It was yeah. to the point where it was so bad. Like her, yeah. her the what she got from India was so bad. Like the fit was off, the color, yeah. the quality. It was just the worst thing ever. <laughs> so in that, coming on to that point, like I would want to thank Zari for making my dream reception langa in a really short turnaround period. It was of crazy. Two weeks. Yeah, it yeah. was like two weeks. They had it done for her, and. It looked like 10 times better than what came from India. Yeah, so. it was probably like my favorite cream outfit. It was silver, glittery. The it fit so was nice. perfect. Yeah. yeah. I even, so I was getting my wedding outfits from Zari and then we're looking around the showroom and like they had like the sample of like Sim's outfit and I was like, oh, should I get this? And I was like, you can't get that. Your sister got that. And I was like, oh, oops. Yeah, it's actually the perfect outfit. It was really nice. It was really pretty. Um, so to that point, I would actually say lie to your vendor about your wedding and reception date. 
like for yeah, your outfit was what too. I mean. So, yeah. um, cause a lot of time what happens is like they cut it really close to your actual wedding reception date. So just lie by like at least a month, just say it's a month before just to ensure that you have it on time. And then that way, if it doesn't fit, you can get adjustments made because the last thing you want is to cut it too close to your date. Like for example, my fiance's sister, like her wedding for, um, so she ordered well in advance, but she got her outfit, like it had to be revised. Her top had to be revised, I think two, three times and it didn't fit her. Um, and then I think the final, like, um, actual blouse that fit her, she got it maybe, I want to say eight, nine days before her actual wedding, which like, if that was me, I would have freaked out. Like, that is really stressful. Um, yeah. so yeah, I did actually lie about my wedding date. So I get my outfits in advance and I would just honestly i know it's not the best thing to do but just so like peace of mind just just say it's a few weeks or at least a month before your actual date so you know you have it and that it fits yeah and last tip would be make sure you have i mean i have had my two sisters but make sure you have someone on the wedding day that might need to like steam iron your outfit and the wrinkles out last minute yes yeah that's so true so we didn't know that but my wedding lenga which seemed like i steamed the night before myself had wrinkles, wrinkles on the off. wedding day yeah. that we couldn't see but the mua saw could see oh and then the mua gave us the tip she said um steam it or iron it yeah. like uh inside out right yeah so steam the inside layer which will help bring out those wrinkles because we were kind of struggling to get them out. Uh, but yeah, she pointed it out. And then because like I was free, like I just did it. But like yeah. if you don't have siblings or someone there close to you, it might be a struggle. So just have like one or two dedicated people that have capacity morning of to do last minute things. Yeah, because you don't know. You don't know what's going to pop up. It's You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. As mentioned, this is just part one, and then we'll do a part two with, like, additional marriage stuff and, like, wedding planning stuff. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and as always, please do follow us on Instagram as well as TikTok at 3 Unpleasant Basement. And if you're located in the Brampton area, please check out Lacoste Rehab for any chiropractic needs and physiotherapist needs. Okay, bye, everyone.